Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. So today we have a bonus episode and it is the one you guys have been waiting for. I officially hit 10,000 followers on Instagram. I have a K in my bio. It's insane. And so I wanted to talk about 10 lessons that I learned along the way, why I almost didn't start my Instagram account, and just my thoughts and reflections from hitting 10K followers. But I did want to let you know, this episode is brought to you by The Sunshine Shop, which is officially relaunching with brand new products and fresh updates, which I am so excited for you to get your hands on. So this is the online shop for Soul Studio, and it's for affordable resources to really help your business shine. Of course, my signature digital content Airtable templates, which used to have only seven templates and now they have 14 from blogging to newsletters to Instagram and six tutorials on how to master Airtable. Because if you've tried it for my recommendation, I love it, but it definitely takes a little bit of a learning curve. So this resource helps with that. And then the hashtag library, which has 900 hashtags complete with 60 categories to really apply to most businesses that are listening to the show, videos, a PDF with everything you need to know about creating a custom hashtag strategy to see results, and the newest product, which is the IGTV cover photo and IG Live Canva template. So you guys all know I love video. I encourage you showing up on video. I mean, we're going to talk about it today in my 10 lessons, but I never found templates for designing cover photos for IGTV in Canva or even for the IG live slides, which I've talked a ton about on my Instagram and you guys always love when I do them. So you'll now get access to 10 templates that are optimized for both of those parts of Instagram. It also comes with content ideas, a checklist, video tutorials, and they're completely custom to your brand. So they're so super, super awesome. Um, So the link is in the show notes. If you want to check out the shop, see what updates it has. I'm really excited that it is relaunching and opening its doors. But now let's get into, let's get into today's episode, what you guys have been waiting for. So honestly, I was thinking just over the past few days how I had honestly no clue that I'd hit this milestone this year or honestly anytime soon. Um, Just for like a time recap, in May, I had around 5,000 followers. So yeah, I've gotten literally almost 6,000 followers just in the past few months, which is insane for an Instagram junkie for me. Um, I mean, I love looking at numbers and geeking out over that. So it's been just a total whirlwind. I feel like, you know, later featuring me, Crane Cultivate featuring me. I mean, brands that I have admired and used since I started my business, it kind of feels like a dream and it's weird to hit those dream marks so early in my business and my career. So honestly, I feel just super humbled and I'm still kind of like mentally adjusting to the fact because in a way, like nothing's really changed, but in a way it's like things have definitely changed and people will look at my account differently. 
And it's funny because I literally had a post that went live a few months ago where I was like, you know, I don't even want 10,000 followers. Very ironic. The reason why I wrote that in that post is because I think that everyone thinks, okay, I'm going to get to 10,000 followers and then like something magical is going to happen. And I'm automatically, my business is going to be more successful. I'm going to be happier. You know, I'm going to get all these more opportunities, which in a way is somewhat true, but it's not like, anything magical really happens essentially. Like you're just getting, you know, the swipe up and 10K, you know, followers, but then it's like, then what's next in your strategy? You know what I mean? So it's kind of funny that I've always talked about not being super, you know, numbers obsessed. And and now I have a K in my followers name, but it's just so insane to think that over 10,000 of you follow me and trust me to teach you I'm seriously so humbled and honored, whether you've been there since day one and you remember my pattern grid and all, like when I used to hand write all of my graphics, like it's so funny to think about or like my first IGTV video, like all of those things that you were there for to now where my Instagram is at now, I'm just, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful if you came in the last few days or weeks. And it's just totally a whirlwind, but it's been kind of overwhelming to, you know, be in a new place with my Instagram where I can barely keep up with my DMs and comments and feeling like I almost shifted into this like influencer realm, which is just super weird. But I honestly am super dedicated to making it feel like nothing has changed um, besides that you now can swipe up on my stories, which I think is actually pretty cool. But I'm going to continue to share as I have, which is why I'm going to get into the 10 lessons that I've really learned along the way. And I want to kind of preface by saying that I almost did not start my Instagram account, which is so crazy to think about. I remember when I first started my business almost three years ago, I was like, well, I know I want to focus on Instagram, but I don't want to have an Instagram account because then I feel like I'm going to not be able to really focus on my clients' content. Like, I was like, I know I want to take care of my clients well, and I feel like it'll just be super distracting. And so it's kind of funny to think about. And I know I was super, I felt like a lot of imposter syndrome was showing up on video, showing up in general. Um, Since I was still in school at that time, I was like, everyone I go to class with, they're going to think that I think I'm hot shot, you know, (laughs) and I'm not. So it's just kind of funny to think about. But let's just get right into the 10 lessons before I ramble any longer. Okay, so the first one is video positions you as an expert and a thought leader. Yes. You guys know I love video, but honestly, it has brought so many opportunities into my business that I would have never even considered. The first thing is, you know, creating courses and online educational resources. I honestly would have never had the confidence to do that or consider that if I hadn't already got acclimated to using video on my profile, but that also made people trust me a lot more. Um, If you think about anyone that you've bought a course from, anything like that, you've probably seen them show up and teach and give tons of value through video. And I think that also goes into my speaking because that's become a huge part of my business. It's probably one of my favorite parts. But my first speaking gig, I had never spoke on a stage before, let alone even considered pitching to even do that. 
And honestly, I attribute my IGTV channel, my live streams, all the video content I create, I attribute that to being able to kickstart my speaking career because I honestly didn't have a really great speaker page or even a speaker reel. I mean, I have literally one speaker, you know, video. I literally don't think I'd have those opportunities if it wasn't for using Instagram video. So I think that's one thing that really boosted my growth, not only like, you know, metrics wise, like organic growth and Instagram, but I think all these accounts really featuring me and doing all these things, video was a huge part of that. So that's the first lesson. The second one is that people do go through and re-watch your highlights. So your highlights are the only place that you can basically save your stories on Instagram. They're under your profile. There's little bubbles. I know people call them tons of different things, but they're called highlights. And I've noticed, you know, the the ways I've played around with strategy is I try to keep it kind of like website pages, important content. I try to keep it recent. I try to keep it short, all those different types of things. And I get replies all the time from my highlights especially recently as my account has grown more. Because I think a lot of people, when they're deciding to follow someone or they're wanting to catch up on content, they're going under your highlights and they're checking you out to see if you're even worth hanging out with on Instagram. So that's a big thing that I've noticed. And I think with highlights, they're one of those parts of Instagram that it's super easy to neglect and be like, wow, I haven't updated this in like 10 years, which I've definitely been down that road too. But as of recently, I've really been focusing on keeping them up to date. And I really noticed that people definitely go through and watch them over and over again, reply to them, ask about them. So that's a lesson that I really learned along the way is highlights are really important. Number three is like one of my top tips for getting a lot of shares, a lot of saves on Instagram, which is really how you're going to boost that algorithm. And that is that call to actions are key. Call to actions are key. And I think you need to have call to actions in all your content, literally like IGTV videos, your stories, your captions. Like I think there should always be some type of call to action, but specifically for getting engagement, on my top engaged with posts, it literally asks people, you know, save this for when you're needing content ideas or save this for later, or you're going to want to save this. Or at the end of a post saying, you know, if you found this valuable, don't forget to save it so you can refer back to it later or share it with a friend that you think needs this. All of those types of things literally reminds people, oh yeah, I actually do really want to save or you know share this piece of content. So that's one really big tip because having those saved and shared posts are really how you're going to get in front of more people. Always adding a call to action for that. And that's something I implement for all of my clients too. Okay, so number four, which is something that might surprise you. I feel like some people know, some people don't, but outsourcing design actually helped me get more creative and that kind of graphics that are on your feed can kind of perform as evergreen content. So let's let's break this down. There's a lot of components there. This is like a double one. Um, so for this fourth lesson, so evergreen content on your feed. So I've really moved into how can I create high value graphics? And I don't think that I'll ever move into just being carousels, just being graphics. But I do think that with Instagram, there is a limited shelf life, like probably 24 to 48 hours. Your post is no longer going to get in front of tons and tons of people. 
But if someone new is following you, if someone's discovering your profile, all these different things, they can easily find what they need and what they want just by looking at graphics and text on your grid. So I think that shift, because I used to have a very structured pattern and for anyone that's an OG follower of mine, they know that. And I think that served me well at that time. But I think moving away from that pattern so I could have a lot more flexibility with my content honestly, I think has contributed to my growth big time, like so incredibly majorly. And so that also kind of goes into outsourcing design because when it comes to growing my team, the first thing that I accidentally outsourced was design. Um, And I connected with my designer just for a project for creating stickers. And I loved her work so much that we've literally been working together for an entire year since then. I honestly feel like I'm not a designer. I know how to design for clients, for basic graphics. Like I understand design strategy at the most basics, but it's not something that lights me up. It's not something that I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this graphic I made. Like it's like, oh my gosh, I need to make this graphic. (laughs) But outsourcing design really helped me create the content ideas I had into visuals that I would not have been able to create myself. Um, And it's also really helped where I can create higher quality content and not be limited by my own design skills. So that's definitely helped me. And I think especially if you're not a designer, if you struggle with design, graphics might seem like a silly thing to invest in. But I think high quality graphics can actually help you grow so much more than you might realize. Okay, so number five is personal posts, vulnerable posts need to have a lesson or connection point. So let's break this down because I think on Instagram that authenticity and vulnerability is kind of like a trend. Like you feel like the more vulnerable I am, the more I open up, the more I talk about tough topics, that's when people are really going to resonate with it. And in a lot of ways that is very true because I think Instagram was so perfect and polished for so long. So seeing people kind of open up in a different way, I think really got people thinking like, wow, this can look very different. But I really noticed that whenever I've opened opened up on Instagram, like about my biggest insecurities or, you know, about my love life, all these different types of things, I don't share it to be strategic in a way. I don't share it just to be vulnerable. I share it to actually give a takeaway that either my audience is going to relate with, they're going to empathize with, whether they've been there or they're experiencing it. Or it's going to be a lesson for them, a connection point, something that humanizes me. Because I think when people go into the vulnerability thing to be negative or to rant or anything like that, that's not going to resonate and actually be strategic for you. Um, So that's one thing I learned about sharing personal posts. And I think that it's important to have your own boundaries with that. Like there's a lot of things I don't share on Instagram, but the personal things I do share, I always kind of go with that either lesson or connection point background with it. Okay, so number six, which is actually kind of relates down to why did I hit 10K followers? How did I get 6,000 followers in only a few months? And that is that my sixth lesson is going viral really comes down to luck. 
And I actually remember I was having a conversation with my friend Diana at Diana Gets Social. Definitely check her out on Instagram. But I remember me asking like, you know, what do you contribute to your major growth? Because I remember when we first started connecting and following each other, we had around the same amount of followers, but she was just growing exponentially. And I was like, you know, we're creating similar content. We're in similar niches. Like what is, what is different for you? Like what is standing out? What is getting you to those results? And she's like, honestly, it really comes down to luck. And I think that's so true. I think like an example of that is like Jenna Kutcher, for example. She was already a big-ish name, but when that article with, I think it was like with her husband about body positivity or whatever, when that went viral, that's when she got thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. And so I think that's a great example of you can be doing all the right things and that's great for when you go viral. Like if you're doing all the right things, you're consistent, your strategy is solid. When you do get an opportunity to go viral, you're really going to like skyrocket, which is why in a lot of ways it's like, yeah, I was very lucky that I got the growth that I did, but it wasn't a coincidence. Like I've been putting so much time and energy into my Instagram content that when all these new people were seeing my account, it was so easy for them to decide if I was the type of person they wanted to follow or not. And I think looking to all the women and all the men and all the black creators that saw a huge skyrocket in their following during the Black Lives Matter movement when it really hit the online entrepreneurship world, the people that hit saw the most amount of growth were honestly the people that had been already putting out great content and everyone was like, why, why were we seeing them? Whole other, whole other story. But I think that's one thing that I want to kind of stress in this episode is that me hitting 10,000 followers, part of it was me putting in a lot of work. Since I started my Instagram, I've always been consistent. I've always put out quality content. I've always been super intentional about offering value, but also being vulnerable and letting you into my life and all these different things. But it really came down to luck. And with later and creating cultivate and all these connections and all these people that shared me and all these things that were going on, it really came down to luck. Honestly, like I was just in the right place at the right time with the right circumstances to go viral. So I want to kind of encourage you with that. You can go, you could literally go viral tomorrow. You go viral in five years. I mean, it could happen literally anytime, but luck plays a big part in that. Okay, so number seven, which actually kind of piggybacks on lesson six. So lesson seven is using Instagram to network and make real connections can help you grow your business, which you might be like, well, duh, isn't that why we're using it? (laughs) And yes, it is. But I think you can be so caught up with, I got to post a certain amount. I got to create great content. I got to write great copy. I got to get engagement and followers and all these types of things. But since I started my Instagram, I've always used it as a place to genuinely connect with other businesses and brands that I really like. Going back to later featuring me, you guys all know, it is not a secret. I talk about later once a week, (laughs) at least. I'm always tagging them. I'm always shouting them out. And that is why I was able to go viral because they knew me. So even though that connects to lesson six, that's just in general a great lesson to know. I'd say most of my referrals, most of my inquiries for 
client work is either from referrals or from Instagram, which I think really shows the power of using it to be social and create real relationships with people. And I think my favorite conversations to have with all of you in my DMs are ones where I feel like I'm chatting with a friend. I'm really creating that deeper connection and relationship. So I think it's really important to think of Instagram as a networking platform. I always say social media is meant to be social. So never forget that because that will honestly boost your following account and engagement and opportunities way more than you realize it really would because a lot of the opportunities I got over the past few months because of this major growth had to do with friends just shouting me out. And I think that's also a little bonus tip is be allies for everyone. You know, when Black Lives Matter, when all of that was going on, everyone was like, you know, be allies for black women, black entrepreneurs, all these things. And I think that's something we need to do all the time. Like when I got Create and Cultivate and I was doing those live stream trainings, I was like, can I send you more people? Because that is how we all win, how we all shine is by referring and recommending people and not just taking an opportunity for yourself, but thinking like, how can I spread this around and have more people be a part of it? So that is lesson number seven. And let's get into number eight which is an Instagram lesson, but it might surprise you. And it is that it's so, 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 so important to build an email list from Instagram during your launches and promotions. So I've had a newsletter since my first year in business. I've kind of had it, but it wasn't until the last two years that I really focused in on growing my newsletter, growing my email list, specifically around course wait lists. Um, my most recent course launch where I used like a webinar funnel because a story time. Um, I remember during one of my launches this year, um, the algorithm was going through like a funky stage where there was a lot of updates with the API and all these changes. And just overall, people were seeing a huge dip in their engagement. And that's normal. I see it all the time as someone that manages different accounts. But I was launching during that time. And I remember thinking, well, this is kind of annoying that I put all this hard work into this content and my carousels and my captions and my stories. Like I was killing it. But no one was seeing my content. Like honestly, no one was seeing it. But I was still making sales because I had a course waitlist because I was directly targeting people that gave me their emails that were my Instagram followers. I now see launch strategies related to Instagram completely intertwined to email marketing because you can warm people up on Instagram. You can serve them well on Instagram. You can even sell to people on Instagram. Like that's definitely a possibility. But Emails is really where you're going to convert a lot of people. And I know probably if I went and looked at the nitty gritty numbers, I'd say over half of people that bought my courses, got my products for launches were literally from emails. So that's a big tip is lesson eight is make sure that you're really building your email list with Instagram so you can actually sell from it. Okay, so number nine is that certain parts of your content strategy attracts different tiers of clients. So this is a question that I get pretty frequently. And, you know, people are like, well, how do I get clients from my Instagram? I think that totally depends in a lot of ways because 
different types of clients, different target audiences are going to be on different parts of social media, different parts of Instagram. So if I thought of all the different types of, you know, clients or customers that I would sell to, the type of person that would buy my course or something from my shop is completely different than the type of person that would invest in monthly management with me is also completely different than someone that would hire me for speaking. And so it's really important for me to look at the main three different types of like clients and sales and money generating things in my business and realizing that different parts of my content strategy are going to attract them. Just my grid and my profile and showing up with a lot of value and making an aesthetically pleasing Instagram feed, that's going to attract clients because they see how I manage my account and they can only imagine what it's going to be for their account. As for speakers, we already touched on it. Videos and live streams are huge. I've literally gone live and booked speaking engagements from it. So that's a huge way to really make sure that you're attracting those types of clients. And then also with the shop products, you know, that's a different type of value focus, but it also comes down to that more personal connection, um, you know, making sure you're giving freebies, all these different types of things. So that's one thing that I think is really important is getting super clear on who your target audiences are and how you're going to speak to them with different types of content. So I think it's important to have like one primary person that you're speaking to, but also thinking of how you're also serving different types of clients within those tiers. And then the 10th lesson, and I think kind of just my favorite one to round it off with is that it doesn't have to be perfect. Your grids, your videos, your stories, your lives, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think with Instagram, so many people get stressed that your graphics have to be, you know, perfectly branded, which they, they definitely do. They have to be using the same preset consistently, which, you know, is really important that on my stories, I got to add text and I got to add all these components and that's important too. But I realized that it's most important that you're showing up imperfectly and really giving and serving your audience as much as you can. This is kind of that part to encourage you is if anything that I mentioned now you're not doing, start and do it imperfectly. It'll get better. It'll, I mean, literally guys, scroll to the bottom of my Instagram posts and you'll see they were imperfect. My handwritten text was imperfect. My captions weren't even great for my first few posts. I didn't really have a content strategy. My first few stories are probably cringeworthy. I mean, not to mention like my first IGTV video, guys. Like they were imperfect in every way. But I was showing up. I was testing. I was collecting data. I was seeing what worked. And I was just practicing and mastering it. So I think that's the perfect 10th lesson to share is that on my way to 10,000 followers, I didn't always do everything perfect, even as an Instagram strategist, but I still saw some pretty awesome growth and results just from using my Instagram account. And I have a bonus one. Does that count? Am I allowed to do that? Okay, we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) So the bonus tip is a timely one. And of course, it has to do with reels. Of course, guys, you, if you are following me on Instagram, we know that I've kind of gone a little crazy with reels. I've gone crazy. <laughs> 
But the bonus tip is be an early adapter. Okay, so say it with me. Be an early adapter. Yes, we have to be an early adapter. And that comes with everything. So thinking back to IGTV, I did the same thing. I freaked out when IGTV happened and I made videos, I downloaded apps, I binged blog posts, and I literally created a course from it like two months after it launched. I love IGTV Sense. I still see tons of results from it. I still think IGTV is a great place to be dedicating your energy to. But I think the same thing applies to Reels is I've seen some insane engagement, like 15,000 views, and I've been getting tons of followers. Like I, in the last like week, I've gotten like hundreds of followers each day. Since hitting 10,000 followers when I'm recording this, I've already gotten 800 new followers um, in the last few days, which is crazy. But I think Reels has to do a lot with it because I'm showing up on Reels. I'm testing it out, going back to being imperfect, going back to using video to position yourself as an expert. You got to get in the mud and just do it. And I think having that analysis paralysis where you're like, but I don't really know how it works and I want to see how everyone else uses it. Like you're already too late. So that is a big thing is be an early adapter when all these updates hit Instagram and don't think of them as like something to panic about. Think of them as like, okay, something new is happening. Wow. This is fun, but let's adapt. Let's find it as a new opportunity to be excited about for Instagram. Cause I think It's so easy to be overwhelmed when it comes to all the updates that Instagram throws our way, which I totally understand. But I think if you think of it as like a new opportunity for you to market your business, for you to just try something new, I think you will really be happy with the types of results you see. So those are my tips. Those are my 10 lessons that I've learned on the way to 10,000 followers. So definitely let me know. Send me a DM if you're listening to this episode and let me know which lesson was your favorite. I cannot wait to see you in the next podcast episode. It may or may not have to do with reels, but I have some amazing interviews planned for you. And just thank you for being here. Thank you for being here with the podcast. Thank you for being one of the amazing followers that are part of the yellow community that we created on Instagram. And I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you so much to my listeners. I hope you found this episode helpful and insightful for building your online brand. Please send us a message and say hi if you've listened and you have any thoughts or ideas you want to share. We are all ears and we are all open in the DMs on Instagram. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with us on Instagram by tagging at Soul Studio Marketing and join in on the conversation at hashtag the Shine Online Podcast. Share this episode with a friend that needs to hear those mic drop moments and be sure to subscribe so you know when the next episode is live and ready to flow through your earbuds. If you loved what you heard today, I'd so appreciate it if you left us a review. It really supports us and it helps new people join the Sunshine family. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. I'll see you next time.